everybody. Jonathan Dorr with you once again. Welcome to the Catholic Teacher Podcast. Great to have you aboard. Hope you're doing well. We're in uh, sort of halfway through Advent. I think we're into week three now. I like Advent. You know, like, I just do. It's, it's a, Christmas is, uh, is a great time. You get to see people that you don't uh, get to see for a long time. There's a bit of pressure off. What a year it's been, of course, with COVID. And uh, I think this Christmas is going to be unique for many of us. It'll be memorable. And I hope it's going to be a great chance to just celebrate what's really important in life, which is the relationships that make life what it is. You know, COVID's actually revealed one big thing. It's just what a social species we are. An incredibly social species. Relationships matter so much. I remember the uh, Victorian government here in Australia, the uh, Premier would give a press conference every day and uh, I seem to be the only one that picked up on this, but the uh, the sort of signage behind him that stood there had this logo. Now, he gave press conferences for 100 days, believe it or not, so every day this logo was there and it said, staying apart keeps us together. Now, you know that somebody got paid a lot of money to come up with that, but I kept looking at it going, you know what? Staying apart does not keep us together. Like, we're not meant to stay apart. Now, I'm not being uh, flippant or frivolous with the very real challenges of COVID, but uh, as a philosophical statement, it was, uh, I think it was a little bit weak, really. I think we're designed for connection and relationships, and that's one of the things that made Catholic schools so important, the depth of relationship and connection between people. And uh, we know that those relationships are improved and enhanced as each of us develops in our faith experience, our faith journey, our relationship with Jesus. Those are the things that make a Catholic school what it is. It's funny, after all this time, you know, speaking for so many years, I've really only got a few big ideas. And, and I've said it a thousand times. If you're a regular listener, you've heard me say it so often that really what creates a Catholic school isn't the buildings or the money or it's demographic geographic locations those sort of factors are important but what really shapes a catholic school is the teachers that are in it and if those teachers have a deep relationship with christ if they're dependent on the holy spirit then it becomes a certain kind of school so that's the task isn't it in our relationships and our marriages and parenting and friendships and whatever stage of life or state of life we're in the invitation for all of us is this deeper relationship with Christ that transforms the world around us. I want to start with a great quote today. This is from the book we've been journeying through from Ryan Topping once again. Uh, this is from page 44 of The Case for Catholic Education. He says this, Therefore, where you think a child is ultimately headed will determine what you teach, how you teach, and the culture of the school in which you teach. That's very good. Where you think a child is ultimately headed will determine what you teach, how you teach, and the culture of the school in which you teach. You know, sadly, I've seen plenty of Catholic schools in this country, uh, unfortunately here in Australia, that are really quite obsessed with a lot of uh, the humanism and other things that are just very popular at the moment. And... A lot of those things are very utopian in the sense that uh, we believe that we're going to create some kind of heaven on earth, that we're going to create some kind of political economy, we're going to create some kind of culture where human sin and frailty and weakness and all those things no longer exist. I mean, it was one of the great uh, 
problems of, of Marxist ideology, wasn't it? That we could create this perfect, perfectible humanity. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea, except for this little thing that we call the 20th century, which tended to disprove those ideas rather dramatically. So I think why this quote from Dr. Topping is a good one is because, you know, as Catholic educators, we have to hold something in tension. And what we hold in tension is we want the kingdom of God to come. We want this world to be the best it can possibly be. But we also recognize that this isn't home. That uh, that the kingdom of God calls us home to heaven, to a permanent, perfect relationship with him. So if we begin to look at our students that way, and we look at them and think about them in the sense of their destiny being heaven, how do we relate to them? What do we choose to teach? What's our vision of them? So these kind of questions are really important because they, they're not just abstract philosophical ideas. They're really important if you see a person as being made in the image of Christ, then you're going to want something for them. You're As a teacher, as an educator, the Holy Spirit gives you this particular grace where you seek to bring the kingdom of God to life in this young person so that they get home to the Father's house. It's not entirely your responsibility. You know that. There's parents and all sorts of other people that interact in their lives. But our vision of where we think they're headed really should shape our teaching and our education. Now, many of you are winding down. I know it's winding down time and uh, and well-deserved too. I'm sure for many of you it's been a very tumultuous year with um, remote learning for many of you and all sorts of different challenges. So well done if no one else tells you. Um, uh, well done. Really well done for what's been a very challenging year. I want to share with you quickly a beautiful line from an email sent to me by um, from Don from Nashville, Tennessee. So Don, if you're listening, I really appreciate your email, my friend. It was a great blessing. But uh, Don wrote this. He said, on the front lines here in the cold part of the world, fear continues to drive most behaviors, choices, moods, etc. Mostly now it's submerged and hiding, but still wreaking its destruction. The people need hope. It's there in Isaiah in these wonderful Advent daily readings, but I fear that most will just run through them and think, oh, how nice for those exiles back then, but what about now? I think he really brings up something important there. Do you Have you sensed this in your work as an educator in the lives of young people or just in your own personal life? that there's such an absence of hope. You know, there's a lot of fear, isn't there? There's a fear in our political systems. There's fear in our economic systems. There's geopolitical fear in terms of all the stuff that's happening with the world's great powers. But what this reminds us of is that we need hope. We're a species that really struggles in the absence of hope. And I just finished reading Ross Douthat's book, Douthat Douthat. Um, if you're not familiar with him, he's the uh, the Catholic op-ed writer at the New York Times. I know that some American listeners will think that's an oxymoron, but uh, he writes really well. And I just finished his book, uh, The Decadent Society. So if you want some summer reading or winter reading, depending on where you are in the world, um, get yourself a copy of that. It's a, it's a very it's a profound book, but I'll just the ending of it is quite extraordinary and I won't sort of do a a plot reveal but he makes the point and I shared this with some friends yesterday over lunch I said have you ever wondered why Christ chose to appear at the end 
of the Roman Empire, or, or at that point of the Roman Empire, because, I mean, it really wasn't the end. The Roman Empire limped on for about another 400 years, and then it lived on longer in, in the Eastern Empire. But have you ever wondered, why did, of all the times Christ could have appeared, why did he appear then? Why didn't he appear in 1742 or 1216 or whatever number you want to pick? Why then? And there's a very powerful point made in Duthat's book where he's, he's, he's sort of quoting something from G.K. Chesterton who said that when Christ came, the Roman Empire could not, no one could overcome it. But he said no one could improve it. Meaning that it had reached a point where its institutions were decaying and its power was absolute, but it had nothing left to do. It had conquered everything that it could conquer. It had basically run out of ideas. It's a really interesting thesis. And in this book, Duthat makes the point that that there was nothing that was going to move history forward. There was just this long sort of settling in of a decadent Roman Empire that was slowly decaying. And Duthat's point is that our culture in some ways is a little bit similar. Um, and if you read the book, you'll you'll sort of understand all the reasons he thinks that's the case. A lack of energy, a lack of creativity. Um, the one that I talk about often is that people assume that we're in this amazing era of technology, but the data is the opposite. We're actually not. I mean, ask yourself, what we're getting is a new phone each year. I mean, if you go back to the, the, the space program of the 1950s and 60s, there was this incredible sense of, of a huge technological change and amazing things happening. But really what we're doing is, I mean, I'm not saying that there's no technological advance. There is, but it's not as dramatic as we think. So to summarize, Duthat's point is that he sees us as a little bit similar to where the Roman Empire was. We're out of ideas. Do you see that in our politics? Do you notice it? Do you notice this kind of grinding impasse across all sorts of different countries around the world, this, this impasse, this, you know, all sorts of challenging forces that seem so stuck? And he said it was right at that moment that we simply could no longer save ourselves. There was no, there was, you know, we, we were out of Caesars, right? There was no more Caesar. He'd been and gone. Do you ever wonder if we're at a similar place that that we're stuck? And I can only speak for myself and say that what I've learned in life really is that you get yourself a long way. There's a lot you can do. Grace builds on nature. We cooperate with grace. But we need a saviour. This is the truth. As far as I can tell, this is the truth of reality. This is this is just what is. We We strive and we struggle, but we can't save ourselves. And so... Advent's precious and Christmas is precious because it just immerses us in, you know, in this truth that we needed to be saved. I need to be saved daily. So as a Catholic educator, these are the great truths that filter through your life and your teaching. Now, yes, we don't, you're not going to stand in front of your year three class or your year 11 class and talk about Ross Duthat's musings on cultural decadence. I understand that. But in your heart, do you truly believe that we need a saviour? And how does that filter into your teaching? How do you share that with young people? Because otherwise they're going out into a world where they, they're, they're taught to believe that some level of financial success or you look at the social media stuff, fame, becoming an Instagram influencer is kind of going to be the most important thing in life and that's not true 
You know, look at what happened when Christ came into the world. Look at, you know, as Christianity permeated Western culture, you get the Sistine Chapel ceiling. You get, you know, this incredible, the art of the Renaissance, the music. So as Christ permeates culture, it wasn't perfect. Of course, I understand there was slavery and all sorts of things that took centuries to resolve. But you see this decaying Roman Empire and then you see this rebirthed Western tradition energized by a new vision of reality a christological vision of reality so our job is just to play our part in that at this moment in history me through this podcast you through your teaching to play the part that he's asking us to play all right that's it for today listen uh make sure in this time ahead that you get some rest immerse yourself in the beautiful readings of advent rest enjoy your family find joy in this tumultuous time it's been a tough year so I'll be podcasting semi-regularly. Um, if there's any particular topics you want me to cover, then please reach out. Uh, you can email me, uh, jonathan at onecatholicteacher.com. I'm not emailing uh, my lists anymore. So if you do want to follow, you're just going to have to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You'll find the Catholic Teacher Podcast with Jonathan Doyle. So just hit subscribe. Please share this with some people. Reach out if you want to come on the show. You want me to interview somebody, send me an email, jonathan at onecatholicteacher.com and go check out the website, onecatholicteacher.com, especially the resources page. God bless your friends. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Podcast and I'll have another message for you very soon. 